embrace us, Lord, that you are always there embracing us. Thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your love. Thank you that you are the victory, that every chain of bondage is broken. Thank you for your love shed abroad in our hearts, Lord God, because you first loved us. Your love that speaks healing, your love that speaks mercy, your love that speaks grace, your love that speaks the fullness of Christ in us, in us. You loved us so much, Lord God, that you sent Jesus and he said that the very glory that you gave him, he has given us. That you withhold nothing, Lord. You withhold nothing. That the gates of heaven are open unto us, Lord God. That you have designed your ministering angels to go forth and minister for the believers, those that shall inherit salvation. That you have designed it because of your heart of love for us. That the kingdom of heaven comes to earth. And that we walk it out for you, Lord. What greater glory... What greater purpose, what greater mission could we have than walking out your love here on the earth? Oh, Lord, thank you. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you. We worship you. We honor you. We thank you that you are in our very midst. We thank you like Jacob. But he said, surely God is in this place. Hallelujah. God is in this place. God is in the heart of every believer, big and strong and glorified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. We glorify you, Father. We honor you, Father. We worship you, Father. Thank you that you call us your children. Thank you that you have such a glorious inheritance for us beyond all that we could ever ask, think, or imagine. So great is your love for us, Lord God. There is no division. You've already torn the veil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That you beckon us into your arms of love and into communion with you. You count us worthy, Lord God, because of the blood. You count us worthy. We are not unworthy. We are worthy because of the blood. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you call us precious. Thank you that you hold us in the palm of your hand. Thank you that you counsel us with a loving eye upon us. We praise you, Father. Thank you that our land is a land of pleasantness and delight. Thank you that you take delight in us. Thank you that you rejoice over us with singing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, beloved, we've been studying the spirit of Elijah, and we've been talking about the spirit of Elijah and the call of Elisha. And last week we studied 
their journey in Gilgal. And this week we are moving on to Bethel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're moving. We have moved. We have stepped over the threshold. We have left the wilderness. We have entered the promised land. God's heart for us is a land of plenty and promise, security, stability. Hallelujah. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I hear. I'm only moved by the word of God and his heart for me. I'm only moved by the word of God and his heart for you. Hallelujah. 2 Kings 2, starting in verse 1. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, the Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The company of the prophets at Bethel came out to Elisha and asked, Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master away from you today? Yes, I know, Elisha replied, but do not speak of it. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, Elisha. The Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he replied, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went to Jericho. The company of the prophets at Jericho went up to Elijah and asked him, Do you not know that the Lord is going to take your master away from you today? Yes, I know, he replied. But do not speak of it. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. And he replied, As surely as the Lord lives, and as you live, I will not leave you. So the two of them walked on. Beloved, we are studying these four places as areas in our lives that help us, help us to walk in the presence of God. There are things we learn at every stage, and they help us to know God and to remain in his presence. So last week we studied Gilgal, and we studied the fact that it was a place of memorial, remembering the faithfulness of God. Oh, beloved, it is so important that we remember the faithfulness of God. We studied that it was a place where we circumcise our hearts, we purify our hearts, we lay our wills down. We get rid of the things in our lives that displease God, knowing that when we turn back to him in repentance and obedience, 
He forgives everything. His mighty love and mercy have already, his, the blood of Jesus has already taken care of it. He remembers it no more. We discussed the important fact that no matter how many opportunities Elisha was given from Elijah, that he continued to walk on with him. He was given every opportunity to stay put. We are not going to stay put. I am not going to stay put. I refuse to stay put because the Lord has so much. Open windows of heaven. Outpouring of heaven. Kingdom of heaven. Reality here on earth. It's mine and it's yours. But we must trod on. That's a really, that's not even a very good descriptive word, is it? I don't call it trotting. Let's rejoice on. Let's dance on. Let's run on. You see, he gives us the land where our feet trod. That's where, of course, I got the word. But let's think of it in other terms. With joy in our step. Joy in our step. Elisha continued, continued, continued to seek the presence of God. Can I have my Bible, please? I left it in my seat. We discussed that every time, thank you, every time that Elisha encountered negativity, every time the prophets of God said, do you not know that your master is going to be taken from you today? He said, speak not of it. I already know that. But I refuse, I absolutely refuse to entertain your pessimism. I am pursuing the pinnacle of God's promises in my life. Can you say that? I am pursuing the pinnacle of God's promises in my life his plans, and his purposes. His possibilities are mine. Elisha continued to focus on what he was going to receive from the Lord. He continued to focus on the promise. What promise do you want? What promises do you want? I want them all. <laughs> no one's going to back me in a corner. <laughs> I'm after every single one of them. And if there's something I got to get out of the way to get there, it's okay with me. Because he's taken us higher and higher and higher. Can you say that? My God has taken me higher and higher and higher. Hallelujah. I don't really care what's going on in the world because that's not my reality. It really is not my reality. It's not my reality at all. <laughs> so today we're going to move into Bethel. We are going into Bethel. 
And we are going to glean so much important stuff in Bethel. So we're to do that. We're going to go back to Genesis 28 because this is where Bethel was named. 28 verse 10 through 19. Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream. He had a dream. He had a dream. Do you have a dream? Do you have a dream? What are the dreams that God's speaking to your heart? He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Can you see the stairway, beloved? Can you see the stairway? Can you see the angels ascending and descending from the very throne of heaven, the very gates of heaven? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These are not just words. Get the vision. Get the vision. See it in, in your mind's eye. See it in your spirit. See it in your heart. Grasp it. Say, it's mine. I take it now. He saw a stairway resting on earth with its top reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending. We live under an open heaven, beloved. Kingdom reality here on earth is God's heart for us. Kingdom reality. The kingdom of heaven, real here on earth. It's his heart for us. Hebrews 1.14 says that the angels are ministering spirits, ministering for those who shall inherit salvation. They minister for you. What were they doing? They were bringing the answers of heaven to earth. Thank you, Lord. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. He has a land of abundance, a land of plenty, a land of good pleasure. We read that on, in Psalm 16 before service started. A land of pleasantness. You are hemmed in. You are bound around. Hallelujah. A land of promise, inheritance, abundance, security, stability for you, for me. Your descendants, verse 14, your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. 
offspring. Wow. Isn't that awesome that that's God's vision of you? All the earth, all the earth is going to be blessed because of you. All the earth is going to be blessed because of a believer who has the audacity to stand in the faithfulness of God. Gilgal, to know the faithfulness of God, to stand on the word, to be willing to go after his heart for us. Wow, you are a blessing. That's our purpose as believers today. That's the purpose of the church. I am with you, verse 15. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. Wherever you go. Wherever you go. He is with you, watching over you. And I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. We dwell in a promised land. It's his promise. We have crossed over out of the wilderness and into the land of plenty, milk and honey, flowing all around. We have not been left as orphans, beloved. You are not left as an orphan. What did we study? What verse did we have we studied? Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. God has given us the Holy Spirit as a seal. You are sealed guaranteeing his promises unto you. Guaranteeing his promises unto you. 16. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place and I was not aware of it. What's the key? We need to be aware. We need to be Aware. Wake up, oh sleeper. Y'all aren't sleepers, are you? No. Of course not. Nobody that goes to this church is a sleeper. I'm prophesying that over you, but I know it's true. You are not sleeping. No way. We are after everything God has for us. We are after the glory of God here on earth. The gates of hell shall not prevail against any one of you in any area of life. Surely the Lord is in this place. You know, that also right there, when he, and he said, and I was not aware of it. That speaks to us about new revelation. You are going to be receiving new revelation new wisdom, new knowledge, new understanding of the word, new understanding of the power of God in your life, new understanding of his Holy Spirit, <clears throat> the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, dwells in you. New revelation of his love. That speaks. He says, I was not aware. We must be aware. We must believe God. We must take him at his word. He is with us. God is in this place. God is in this place. God is in this place. 
Yes, he's in the heart of the believer, but he is right here in this church. Yes, you are the body of Christ. Yes, you are the church of Christ. But I thank God that I can come to a place with like-minded believers where we build one another up in the, in the word <coughs> and we know that the presence of God is here. We know. God is right here with us. Jehovah Shammah. Jehovah Shammah. God is here. God is there. God is everywhere. Jehovah Shammah. Hallelujah. The Lord is present. The Lord is here. That's what it means. That's what Jehovah Shammah means. Take that for yourself, beloved. He is your Jehovah Shammah. He's right here with you. I say it like this. I say the Lord is my here and now Father. He is my here and now Father. He is my ever-present help in time of need. But we must be aware. We must be yielded. We must be sensitive. Yielded to the word. Sensitive to his presence. Sensitive to his voice. How do we become sensitive to his voice? We pray in the spirit. That's a good, 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 good way. <coughs> we pray in the spirit. You pray in the spirit, your spirit is directly communing with God. He's speaking mysteries, revealing mysteries to your heart. You pray. You build yourself up in your most holy faith. You pray the word. You stand on the word. When you see something out there that doesn't line up with the word, you believe the word. You enforce the word. You rest in the love of God. We believe the word because we know God's faithful. Because we've been through Gilgal. We circumcise our hearts. We purify our hearts. We repent when we need to repent. Right? We're obedient to the word. We walk in his ways to the best of our ability by the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 17. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. How awesome is the place of the presence of God. How awesome is the love of God. How awesome is God's heart for me. How awesome is this place in which he has destined me to walk. Hallelujah. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. You are residing in the house of God, the gate of heaven. Remember the prophecy last week? Jesus standing on the threshold. Hallelujah. Crossing over in our presence. Hallelujah. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. You know, I am so thankful for you guys. I am so thankful that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am so thankful for that, but I am so thankful that we can come together as believers in unity, believing 
for kingdom living here on earth because there aren't a lot of people out there in the world that believe for that, and we believe for that. And it is beautiful to be in unity that we are going higher and higher and higher, experiencing the glory and the presence of God in our everyday lives. How awesome this is. This is the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. That's what I believe about RCC. God is with every believer. He is present now surrounding us. He surrounds you. He is your Emmanuel, Jesus with you. He has drawn boundaries, and we dwell in pleasantness. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. Psalm 16, 6. Total communion with God. He is our protector, our healer, our deliverer, your provider. He is what you need at all times. He is our merciful, kind, compassionate, loving Father. We are the house of God, and we come into this house to receive manna from heaven. I receive manna from heaven, heavenly bread, the bread of life, the breath of God. Oh God, thank you that even now, that you are breathing your breath through us, in us, over us, around us. The very breath of God filling us up. Filling us up. The breath, the revelation, the Spirit of God. That you don't hold anything back, that there are no divisions, that it is your heart, that we are entirely in communion with you. Because of the blood, we've been eternally redeemed. We've been totally reconciled. All that you have is for us. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. The breath of God bringing life, bringing life, bringing life to every situation. Just feel the breath of God. Can you feel the breath of God? Let him just breathe on you. Let him just breathe into your spirit. His holy presence. Hallelujah. We are surrounded by him. We are surrounded. Nothing being withheld. In his presence take hold of the kingdom of heaven reality here. All the fullness of Christ, the completeness of Christ. Verse 18. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head, and he set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it, anointing. You are the anointed you are a believer in Christ, you are the anointed of God. That anointing surrounds you. It's in you. Why? 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 
Would a believer ever think that anything from hell could ever bombard that shield of the anointing? An impenetrable shield, the anointing. You are the anointed. Say that. I am the anointed of God. If you're a believer in Christ, you say that. I am the anointed of God. Let me tell you something. When the anointing goes before you and you walk, the demons flee. Okay? That's real. That's a reality. They flee. They don't want to have anything to do with you. Just go boldly. Just go boldly. The scripture tells us to go boldly to the throne of grace. Your sins are not enthroned. (laughs) Your mistakes are not enthroned. When you've gone back to the Lord with something and you've repented, the blood covers you. You go boldly to the throne of grace at that point. Demons flee. Early in the next morning, Jacob took the stone, he placed it under his head, and he set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Luz. He called it Bethel, house of God. The presence of God. God is here now. He is here now. The house of God, the presence of God, the indwelling of God. So this Bethel, this Bethel, this is stage two on our journey to the double portion. The heavy rain. The mighty abundant rain. Double it. Woo! (laughs) Elijah started with a heavy, abundant, mighty rain, and we are on the way to the double portion. That heavy, abundant rain did not have a limit. It quenched every fire of the devil. It worked miracles. It made believers out of pagans. I don't say that in a critical way either. I only say that as a matter of fact. Those yet to believe. Because I'm claiming all of them. I'm not going to call them unbelievers. I believe they're yet to believe. There is a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit that is going to bring in so many souls, so many hearts, and it is the church that is holding back the darkness to allow the harvest. So, We're going to go look at David. We're going to look at the heart of David. We're going to look at the posture of the heart of David. This will encourage you. Psalm 86, 11. 
Teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. You pray in the spirit. He's going to talk to you in truth. He's going to testify of Jesus. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Give me an undivided heart. An undivided heart. Remember Gilgal, a circumcised heart. A heart unto you. Psalm 84. I'm going to read several verses from here. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. How lovely is your dwelling place. How lovely is your dwelling place. Just take in the loveliness. Take in the loveliness of the presence of God. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My soul yearns, even faints. Well, beloved, his presence is with you. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God, life-giving God, the living God, the Almighty, the El Shaddai. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Selah. You dwell in his house. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. His presence is upon you. His glory is in you. The spirit of the living God. Ever seeking, ever seeking God's presence. Ever seeking God's presence, okay? And when I use that word seek, okay, the scripture says seek and you will find. So we're not using that word seek like Oh, I'm ever going to be seeking and it's always going to be out of my reach. That's not what that word means there. Because he tells us in his word, seek and you find. See, that's just the posture of our heart. But our attitude is when we seek, we find. It's not like you're ever going after, you know, seek, 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 like something you can't have because you already have it. New revelation. Find. Enter into. Right? Psalm 84, 5. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. Our strength is in him. It doesn't, it's not of you. Don't worry. Don't be anxious. It's not your strength. You don't need your strength. It's his strength. His strength in you, overcoming every weakness. It is such an important thing, beloved, to get to the end of where you are. It is so important, beloved, to say, this is what I can do, because that's when God takes over. That's when you let God take over, right? To recognize his strength. Hallelujah. Did that make sense? Okay. Blessed are those whose strength is in you who have set their hearts on 
pilgrimage. Oh, what a pilgrimage, what a journey, what a blessed hope. What would be your favorite place to which to take a pilgrimage? Well, it's so much better than that. This is a pilgrimage unto the Lord. His very presence. Hearing his voice. Hearing him sing over you. Dancing in his presence. A pilgrimage. Our pilgrimage is knowing the heart of God. It's knowing the heart of God. What did John do? Remember John? Do y'all remember John, the disciple John? What did he do? He put his heart on Jesus' chest. Why did he put his heart on Jesus' chest? He wanted to know the heartbeat of God. He wanted to hear the rhythm of God. That's what God has for us. Just rest your head on his chest. Hear the rhythm. Hear the rhythm of his heart. Hear the heartbeat of God. It's for you. He's not keeping any secrets. I'm after the heartbeat of God. I'm after the heartbeat of God for me, and I'm after the heartbeat of God for you. Psalm 84, 6. As they passed, you know, that's an overwhelming thought. The heartbeat of God. How beautiful. The rhythm of God, walking in the rhythm of God. Hearing his very heartbeat. It's not denied you. That's our pilgrimage. That's where we want to be. And that's what he has for us. Nothing could be more beautiful than his heartbeat in our lives. Nothing more beautiful. And that's what he gave you in Christ. His very heartbeat for you. trying to collect myself and move on. It's such a, an, an amazing thought. Can you just think of that? That you carry the heartbeat of God. Christ has given it to you by his blood, by his sacrifice, that you can know the very heartbeat of God in your life. What rather, where rather would you spend your energy? Where rather would you spend your time, your focus, than on that pilgrimage?
just sit there all day. I could just dwell right there all day. We need to do more of that, beloved. We not we need to not be afraid of time. What's going on? His very heartbeat. Anyone who believes God has entrance to the very heartbeat of God. Psalm 84, 6. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they may get a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Till each appears before God in Zion. Oh my. What a passage. You know what the Valley of Baca is? It's a valley of weeping. Baca is a valley of weeping. We've all been in times of weeping, haven't we? Haven't we? Don't be too proud to acknowledge it. You can't acknowledge your need for Christ, then that's the the first issue. That's not a lack of faith to say that you've been in a valley of weeping. You're not planning on staying there. You know that's not where God's going to leave you. They make it a place of springs. Those whose pilgrimage is the Lord. Those who dwell in the house of the Lord. It turns the valley of weeping into a place of springs. Wow. We don't stay in the valley of Baca. Our pilgrimage into the presence, the heartbeat of God, it turns it into a place of springs. Oh, Lord, where can I go to be in your presence? Right here, beloved. He's in you. And it says that we will appear in Zion in our pilgrimage. This is so exciting. This is such a masterful, masterful way that God showing, is showing us what belongs to us, the scripture. So beautiful. It is so beautiful. He turns the valley of weeping into a place of running with springs because of the mighty, abundant rain. It says he covers their land with pools of water. Your land will be covered with pools of water, living water, Holy Spirit water, Ezekiel rivers, the the mighty abundant rain, revelation waters, revelation rivers. You walk in revelation 
and resurrection power. Streams of living water ushering forth from our bellies. That is what we are designed to do here. Rivers of Holy Spirit waters ushering from the very throne of God through your belly and out. Ezekiel rivers, ankle deep, knee deep, so deep you can only swim, swimming in Holy Spirit waters, living waters. Until we appear where? Mount Zion. Mount Zion and all that that is. Hallelujah. Psalm 84.10 Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper and oh hallelujah he didn't intend you just to be a doorkeeper. You are seated at the right hand with Jesus. Every spiritual inheritance of Jesus belongs to you. You are not just a doorkeeper. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Let me explain to you what that word blameless means. It does not mean that you are perfect. It means that you have been covered in the shed blood of Jesus Christ your Lord. Because at that moment, God sees you perfected in the blood, perfected by the blood. Every stained spot, wrinkle removed, you have got to remind him of what you did wrong for him to remember it. Because you are spotless, blameless, pure in the blood perfected in the blood. So don't disqualify yourself when you read those verses. David said in Psalm 42.1, as a deer pants for streams of water, So my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go meet with you, God? Right now. Anytime you want. Every time you want. He's a here and now present God. He's my here and now God. He's not a far off God. So we're going to go look. We're going to look at the Mount Zion experience. But before we look at Mount Zion, we're going to look at Mount Sinai. We're going to understand the Israelites' position at Mount Sinai. Because, you know, Mount Sinai, the experience at Mount Sinai is not what, all that God had for them. It was not his heart for them. See, they remained at Mount Sinai in the desert because they didn't obey God, because they were unrepentant. But we have a way back. <laughs> and it is so simple. 
It is so simple. Lord, thank you for forgiving me. I bring it to you. I'm sorry. Those are the easiest two words you will ever say in your life. I'm sorry. Because at that moment, an entire flood of goodness comes over you. The blood of God that washes you clean. So see, they, they stayed there out of, out of their own free will. They stayed there. They could see the smoke. They could, they could hear the thunder. They could see the lightning on that wonderful mountain that symbolized the presence of God, right? But they didn't enter in. They couldn't approach. But that's not us. That's not us as believers, is it? No. No. The division has been removed. Once we accept Jesus, our destiny is Mount Zion. Open heaven living, kingdom of reality right here. See, they remained at a distance. Look what that says. It says, when I saw this, I was like, oh, that was not very wise. Exodus 20, 19. Speak to us yourself. They're talking to Moses. And we will listen. But do not have God speak to us or we will die. I want God to speak to me. I want to speak to him. Moses said to them, don't be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. It will give you the strength. The people remained at a distance while Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. You see? You see what they did in their hearts? See, we don't do that. We go after everything God has for us, and we go without fear. We go without a condemning spirit. We go boldly to the throne of grace because he's opened it up for us. God really wanted them to have the Mount Zion experience. Let's look at that. Psalm 84, 2 through 7. I'm going to reread it. My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may have her young, a place near your altar. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. O Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Selah. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. What, you want to know? Do you want to know what Zion stands for? 
I'm going to give you a bunch. We're not going to go to these scriptures, but you can write them down if you can go fast enough. Psalm 26, the Lord's holy mountain. Revelation 21, the kingdom of God. That's our place. That's our place in the here and now. Psalm 911, where God is enthroned. He has invited you to where he is enthroned. Do you get it? Do we get it? Do I get it? You are invited. 2 Samuel 5, 7, it is a fortress, the city of David. You are in a fortress. Don't think the devil can touch you. Isaiah 18, 7, Mount Zion, the place of the name of the Lord Almighty. The place of the name of the Lord Almighty. The Lord Almighty is on my side and there's nothing you can do about it devil. I'm standing in the place of the Lord Almighty. He already took your keys away. First Peter 2, 6, Jesus, the cornerstone, the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Revelation 14, 1, John, then I looked, and there before me was the Lamb standing on Mount Zion. Our lives, our hearts, standing there with him, in tune with Jesus. Psalm 87, 2. City of God and Jerusalem. Hebrews 12, 22. To Mount Zion and to the city of the living God. To Mount Zion and to the city of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem. The heavenly Jerusalem. If God gives you a vision of the heavenly Jerusalem, it means that he's not withholding it from you here. That's in Hebrews. Revelation 21, verses 1 through 7. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. God has new things for everyone in this room. New things. New revelation. Newness of life. In every area of life. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. That is us, the church, the body of Christ. It's your destiny. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. Do you believe it? He never gives us a vision that he intends for us not to have. 
They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. God has destined the old order to pass away even now, even now, even now, even now. Kingdom, reality, living here on earth. Can I make that any clearer? What is the reality of heaven? As it is in heaven, right? He's not a fickle God. He doesn't change. He doesn't change his mind. He doesn't switch his vision on us. We are living in a new order, a time of kingdom heaven reality here on earth, and we must walk in it to be his effective ambassadors. He wants you to own it. He wants you to own it. Verse 5. He who was seated on, seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him, is, to him whom is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. Hallelujah. The spring of the water of life. The mighty outpouring, the big heavy rains, the Ezekiel River, the Holy Spirit River. Rivers of life, the very life breath of God. You are created to walk exactly like his son Jesus did here on earth. Greater things shall you do. That doesn't sound like any limitation to me. Those who are victorious will Will, 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 will inherit this. And I will be their God, and they will be my children. You see, this is a vision of God. We are going to walk in his newness here. As it is in heaven, so shall it be on earth. But we must choose to embrace it. We must choose to believe it. We must choose not to let what's happening out there diminish our vision, diminish the truth of the word. Revelation 21, 22 through 27. I did not see a temple in the city. Hallelujah. <laughs> because the Lord Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. And now you are the temple of the Holy Spirit here. 
The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. Isaiah 60, verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of God rises upon you. If it's Jesus, it's me, right? By the power of the Holy Spirit, because of the blood, right? If it's an inheritance of Jesus, it's an inheritance of mine. For the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. Thank you that the Lamb is my lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day, no day, no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there, ever-present glory. There is not going to be any night on my watch. There is not going to be any night on your watch. The door remains open. The way remains open. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. You're covered by the blood. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that this is our inheritance. Hallelujah. This is the glory that we can have now, the mountain, <coughs> the Zion mountain living for every believer. But we must be willing. We must be willing to draw into the heart of Jesus. We must be willing to hear the heartbeat of God, his will, his way, his word. Make him and his presence our pilgrimage him and him alone. His presence, his presence alone is our pilgrimage. And we will not be denied the Mount of Zion. So that was what I thought the Lord wanted me to share with you today. That's all about Bethel. <laughs> the presence of God. <laughs> 